0: Welcome to Powered by Her, exploring the stories of how area women power their business. Here from the growing network of female entrepreneurs of the Upper Cumberland with your host Tiffany Anton, director of Biz Foundry. Powered by Her starts now. Hi, you're listening to Powered by Her in the Hinton Oakley Podcast Center. I'm Tiffany Anton from the Biz Foundry and I have Rachel Nutton from Alluvia Studio in today. Hello. Thanks for joining me, Rachel. Thank you for having me. So you are a marketing guru.
1: Well, I don't know I, about that. I mean,
0: listen, own
1: it. Okay, yes, I'm okay. a guru. Mm.
0: Right, <laughs> so you um, you, you, just recently kind of pivoted a little bit and started Aluvia Studio.
1: Yes, I had been um, operating under Good Day Marketing for eight years. That's when I started. And I wanted to, number one, um, I wasn't really intentional about how I named my business. I wasn't intentional about, what I was doing with my business. I just kind of like made a business card and moved on. And now I kind of had better ideas about how I wanted to grow and how I wanted to establish it and needed a brand that, that fit that.
0: So do you, when you, so starting Good Day Marketing eight years ago, um, were you in Cookville at the time?
1: No, actually I was in Virginia.
0: Okay. And, and you're a military wife. Yes. And so you've kind of, could do this from anywhere. Was that kind of part of your um, pull to start a marketing company?
1: It definitely was. I had been working in the corporate world. um, And when I met my husband, um, I quickly realized we were going to be moving every year and a half. And I wasn't gonna be able to really climb that corporate ladder anymore. And um, I thought, you know, what, I'm gonna have to rethink what it is that I'm doing.
0: Were there things as a child that made you think like looking back, were there characteristics that thought, I- I'm going to be an entrepreneur. I'm going to do my own thing. Were you the sassy girl that went, didn't didn't want anybody telling her what to do?
1: Well, yes to that. <laughs> I'm not sure that I identified myself as a business owner, though. Um, I would love to say that that I had that vision and I've finally achieved it. But I feel like my path in life has been... One where I'm following the path and sometimes I'm not sure where it's going. Um, this is probably the only thing that I've ever done where I actually wrote it down and said in three years I want to be here. And I wrote it down and put it in a file and then thought, well, that was a fun exercise. That's not going to happen. And now eight years later, I really am doing it. So
0: you actually wrote down the goal of I mm-hmm. want to be on my own marketing. What, was, mm-hmm. what, yeah. what
1: did you write? And, I so I was in this place where I was working for a, a company. I knew I was going to be moving. Um, I wanted to have a a child, and I thought, you know, I really need to do consulting. And I, so I went through this exercise of Were you doing
0: marketing work at the time? I was. Yeah,
1: I was in the I was in the business. So I'm in medical med tech, a medical device business, and I was doing that. And I thought, oh, you know, it's actually kind of funny. I didn't really carve out the med tech space at that time because I just flew the doors open and I was like you know I just want to help I just want to help people and I'll help them with their marketing and I just really didn't have a well-defined business plan like I would now yeah so it was it was um it was something where I kind of said you know in three years I want to be um making this much money I my first client is going to be this person and um probably something else I don't know and then I just put it literally in a file, and then we moved across the country to California within four weeks, and I was pregnant, and I kind of just forgot about it, to be perfectly honest with you, and it wasn't until about a year later that it actually started to kick in.
0: And so the client that you wrote down on that paper, was that your first client?
1: Yes, it yeah. was. Okay, Yeah, and, and I didn't even call her. She called me. Oh, wow. So, yeah.
0: So somebody else kind of made your path for you a little bit Uh, to start
1: definitely Um, and kick you
0: down that path a little bit
1: (laughs) she's someone who um, she was a former boss and she has continually um, invested in me as a friend as a mentor as a client um, in all different ways and she's probably one of the best role models for kind of elevating women and giving women opportunity in business and she continues to do that today
0: that's pretty exciting. And, and she is not local. Is that correct?
1: No, actually. Um, so that's one of the things about my business. So I'm here in Cookville, but um, none of my clients are local, although I, I am um, sort of uh, nurturing a relationship here with a local company. Um, but they're mostly in California, Europe, Israel um, and East Coast.
0: So what you, 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 Good Day Marketing was in tech. Yes. What does that mean? What does medtech mean? Do well, no, what does marketing in medtech oh, mean? Oh, yeah. Know, like, that just seems such a small, like, I mean, I'm sure there's a, there's a need for it, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, so it's really, for me, it's everything from helping um So you have people who have great ideas that can help patients. So it's basically bringing any patient care innovation into the marketplace and make sure it gets to as many patients as possible. So that can be helping to nurture an early stage idea to get the right investments so that it can become like a full mature product that is then brought out into the market, which in our industry we call that commercialization. So bring that into the market.
0: Do you feel like you're a business coach of some sorts?
1: Yes, I do now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have sort of put that stake in the ground when I started, but definitely at this point.
0: Do you think you just went, didn't give yourself enough credit to start off with?
1: I didn't have a lot of confidence when I got started, to be honest with you. Um, and then as I as I got more opportunities, I realized that I really did have um, a lot to offer, and I've gotten more and more of those opportunities, and it's just been. Um, I don't know. I'm really humble about it because I think that people have taken not a risk on me. I think it was a a good risk, Um, but they gave me opportunities and then I've demonstrated it. And I've just never been one of those to say, oh, you know, I'm really great at X, Y, Z. And I don't really like to self-promote myself that much. Um, Do you think that's a woman thing a lot? Probably. I think
0: so. I had I, I when I started doing social media marketing and I got off a phone call and I said, well, I'm just an old, you know, I'm a former teacher. I don't know anything about this. And the lady said, I don't like the way you talk about yourself. And I was like, "Ooh, I'm just, I just got in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> and so I've really tried to just kind of like own where I'm at and what I'm doing. And I think as women, it's hard for us to to kind of stand tall.
1: You know, what's kind of been funny too. Um, and so I've been a one man show, um, woman, a woman, one woman, one woman show. show. Thank you. <laughs> one girl show, um, <laughs> for, for a while. And there have been times that I have tried to get people to help me. And I have realized in that process, the unique value that I do bring to the table. Cause I tend to assume everybody thinks like me, everybody acts like me and, Of course, the older you get, the more experience you have. You realize what your real unique value is. And so in some ways, that was really helpful to boost my confidence to realize, wow, I do actually have a pretty unique perspective and set of experiences and expertise that I can truly help people. And now that I'm growing my business, um, I'm in a place where I can mentor other people. And that's one of the goals of me being in Cookville. So I was doing this remotely and I have um, an office now and I have um, I will have now three employees. The next one's starting on Monday. And I finally have kind of this space and the stability to teach them things and to lead them. And I just never really being in the military. You know, we we lived all over and I didn't really have the the time or the ability to invest in other people.
0: Can you we're going to get to um, some of your good day marketing stuff in a second. Yep. In case you're just joining us, we have Rachel Nutten from Alluvia Studio and we're in the Hits and Oakley Podcast Center. And um, so you tell me about, do you have a product that you, because I think MedTech is interesting. There's yeah. just so much. It's, it is a, it feels small, but it can, there's a lot that encompasses it. Mm-hmm. So do you have any um like product that was cool that you got to work on that maybe people would know about or um, any kind of help that you offered a business that you just think that was that expertise that you could offer somebody that, you know, others maybe
1: couldn't? Um, I think, so I work with two different kinds of businesses. Mm -hmm. I work with some really large, um, publicly traded, um, really high performing companies. And then I work with startups, um, usually, um, started by, former CEOs or executives of larger companies where they find a new innovation and bring it to market. I'm really careful about talking about my role in some of the things and some of the products because of confidentiality. I really guard that fiercely. Um so and I I don't know. I guess I just don't like to I don't know. I don't like to take credit for that, but
0: you want to be in the background.
1: I I like to be in the background and, but there is one um, that I worked for a really large company and they're still client of mine. And I was brought in at the really early stages of it. And um, a lot of times, you know, we're, we're selling the ideas to people who are investing in the ideas. So someone has a a great clinical idea, but even within a company, you need to secure funding to make sure that product is successful. And I've done that a couple of times now with some big companies where, um, I have been the spokesperson or helped someone be the spokesperson to obtain X millions of dollars to bring this thing to market. And then to finally see it, um, show up in a wall street journal article that's really cool. Yeah. That's really gratifying. And I feel like at that time, my, my role was really small, but then to have people who are involved with that say, if it hadn't been for a presentation that you had done, we wouldn't be here today.
0: Do you have a medical background at all? Do you, where do you, where have you?
1: <laughs> no, actually. Um, so it's funny. I, I lived in Nashville. Um, I moved here in 1996 and I started working for HCA. Um, and actually, at Centennial Medical Center is where my office was, but I worked for the Nashville division, which is TriStar now. And I got into healthcare just by accident, to be perfectly honest with you. It was a marketing and public relations job, and I have been in healthcare ever since. Hmm. So I worked in the hospital field for about 10 years. I worked um, so at HCA, I worked at St. Thomas. Um, I worked at Hendersonville Medical Center and then I moved down to um, Atlanta and worked for an HCA hospital there.
0: And all it was all the marketing and PR for mm-hmm. those hospitals. Yeah.
1: And-, mm-hmm. and so it was a really um, it was a great experience um, when I worked at Hendersonville, which was my favorite place. Um, the nurses gave me an honorary um, RN, oh.
0: which was like, yeah. you know,
1: if you're not a clinical person and the nurses do, that was that was Something I was really proud of. Well,
0: and I'm I'm guessing it can be intimidating in that situation. Um, to I am guessing it's really pretty easy to undercut yourself of saying I don't have the medical knowledge. To me, medical knowledge is you know way up way way more than I could comprehend a lot of times. Um, so it's easy to be like, well, I just know marketing. Everybody should know. You know, this seems easy
1: because it's easy to you. I think. Um, so while trying to stay humble about it. I do think one of the things I'm able to do is really absorb technical information. So whether that's engineering information that goes into developing a product and why it works or the algorithms or, you know, whatever that is, sensors, um, really technical things that are way out of my league or medical content procedures and things like that. um, I really like to listen and observe and then really break it down into like what are the most fundamental aspects of what we're talking about. And I do think that that's something that, I remember, I remember when I was, I was really young, I was, I guess, 24 or five. And I went into a, um, a procedure with one of the centennial heart surgeons Ooh. and he took me into, and I just wasn't, I wasn't prepared, you know, for the blood and, you know, all of that. And it wasn't minimally invasive, you know, it was the real deal. And, um, kind of from that moment on, I really Enjoyed like talking to physicians and and listening to them talking and and knowing, okay, here's your place. You have all of this knowledge. I'm never going to be that smart, but I think I can get it to where I can get other people to understand what you're talking about.
0: Well, and I don't think, I mean, I think that we, society has that quote unquote, that smart but like they probably could not, you know, write uh, a paper that other people could uh, understand or, um, you know, everybody has their skill set. Exactly. It does not. One does not make you smarter than the exactly. other. But that's just how society kind of, you know, medical people like, oh, you're so smart. But it's like, you know, some,
1: some people can't their choose. <laughs> right. Well, you know, it's really interesting. So um, when I left when I left the hospital world and I went into the medical device industry, then um, I had a really interesting experience where I sort of launched a product. So in in the medical field, like that's helping equip the salespeople how to to sell it mm-hmm. um, because it's, it's mostly reliant upon the salespeople to go in and talk to hospitals and physicians about how this works and so on. Um, so then I launched this product, and then I moved into medical device sales with the same company and sold that product. Oh, that's yeah. which was a really unique experience to say. One, what did I do right when I was a marketing person? Because now I'm a salesperson. Yeah. Two, what did I do wrong? What would I not do do again? Um, but one of the things that I learned is the partnership between our um, our clinicians, whether that's um, surgeons, physicians, nurses, techs, whatever, and the marketing and sales people of these companies is really important because they really do rely on um, the expertise of the people who spent so much time thinking about solving one particular problem, right? So a surgeon has a lot of problems they're trying to fix Mm -hmm. and a medical device company is really focused on solving one piece of that. So, um, and and that's why in a lot of, you know, orthopedics and things like that, you have medical um, device reps that are in there. When it comes time to use it, to say, here's how you use it. And that, yeah. that part is just really important.
0: Yeah. It's such an interesting field or world to all that, you know. It really is. You don't yeah. think about the business aspects of the medical community, Yeah, but it is. Yeah. In case you're just joining us, you're listening to Powered by Her and the Hinson Oakley Podcast Center. I have Rachel Nutton from Aluvia Studio. We've been talking about how you started in um, med tech uh, marketing with Good Day Marketing. And maybe a year, year and a half ago, you decided to pivot,
1: yeah. it's actually just a few months. So we made it official in um at the beginning of the year, okay. And the pivot really, but you kind of had in your
0: mind, yeah over the yeah, mm-hmm. about a year ago, maybe do you think yeah that
1: you've when we finally um my husband retired from the military, and so we said, hey, we're gonna stay here, um which we we're really excited about. We chose Cookville to live. um we love it here so much and um around october i realized what well, was probably august um i need to get an office i want to get an office because there's no way i can bring people in to work with me if i can't be with them side by side and it just grew very very quickly from there um the pivot really was uh, the branding was really to make the brand more reflective of the the work that we do, um, to make it a little bit more consistent with our industry. Um, and then, you know, bringing on a team is really going to allow us to deepen and provide more support to the customers that, that we have.
0: So what made you decide that you really wanted to have, uh, an office space that instead of, um, I mean, you could have had remote workers all over the country,
1: I just wasn't successful using remote workers. To be honest with you, you've had um, a little
0: bit of path with that.
1: Before. I just I tried it um, a few different times, a few different ways, and I thought I really need to help train people on like what it is that I do, and and why and how, and you just really need people there. Do
0: you think, as you know, the business owner now, are you because you've mentioned a couple times that you get to teach people what you do and invest in and. In, these, they're women that work for you Mm -hmm. right now. Um, Do you feel like that's part of what you're really enjoying and appreciating about having this office space is having this team that you're kind of getting to invest in and pour into
1: a bit? Yes, definitely. It's a huge part of my mission. So um, with me alone, I know I can do great work um, for my clients and really help them advance their medical innovations so that they can help more patients. I mean, that's the goal is to help more patients. And, um, but there's just one me. And so one is, you know, by having people, I can increase the impact that I can make. So I can take the experience and knowledge. And then there are other parts of things I can do that I can get people to help me with so I can spread that. But really for a long time now, it's been my goal to provide an opportunity for people in this city, this fine city to, um, have a professional outlet and I know we're growing and we're getting those every time. And I, I want to be part of that. And for me, um, I know a lot of women who um, have not really been fully utilized in the workforce because either of children or in the military, of course, we saw that all the time. So many smart professional women just with no career opportunities because you have to move every year and a half and no one's going to. Sign you up for that. Um, so I really wanted to create a, a space where it could be flexible, you know, moms that want to come in and work some, but still have the obligations that they want to keep up with, but need to really flex that professional muscle and feel like, hey, um, I have a really great job being a mom, but I, I kind of want to do something a little different too. And that,
0: well, and it, that is, kinda, it can be very taboo, especially in the South, um, that whole, Stay at home mom. It, it it can be hard to say, no, this is something I need as a woman. I do need to flex my professional muscles and, and use this.
1: I mean, that's that's the struggle for any any mom that works anytime. And you know, and I think we all have that feeling of I'm not a great mom and I'm not great at my job because I'm trying to do them both. And um, you know, that that book by um Cheryl Sher- Cheryl Sand Sandberg about lean in mm-hmm. that came out, you know kind of echo that. I'm not I actually didn't read that book, so I can't speak to it. But um, you know, there is this thought that like you can't be perfect at everything all the time. Mm-hmm. And I struggle a lot because I was sort of a single mom when um Scott, my husband, was deployed, it was just me and Rose and I was working full time from home. And um And I think a lot let me yeah. just stop that for yeah. a second.
0: People who think that they're working full time from home with a child at home, like you have to give yourself the, the, the thought process that you are doing two full-time jobs at the same time. I think some people are like, well, I'm just, you know, I, I yeah, I can do this cause I, I'm a mom and I can ha- take care of this child. And it, it,
1: it's, it's a full-time job. It's two full-time jobs. She had to go. I mean, she went to daycare yeah. and, and I felt guilty about that because I felt like, well, I should be momming, right. you know, especially and,
0: if you're working out of your house. Yeah.
1: And, but I, I couldn't work with her at home because you know, they're, they're needy. They're adorable, needy right. little things. And well, and, and I don't like to tell her no. So yeah. if she comes and sees me, I don't want to say, sorry, I can't help you right now. I'm busy working. Right, right. So I had to get her out of the house so that if I was working, I was working. I'm home, I'm home. That's what I think I'm finally getting there. And she's seven. Yeah, <laughs> But I mean, it is. Um, well, and I think have, working out of the house helps
0: a lot. As much as it's nice to have a space in your house and it's kind of convenient, it can be really, um, deadly too.
1: It's, you know, I would work a lot from Starbucks and, um, other coffee shops. So I'd come to Cookville to see my parents. I'd work out of poets, you know, mm-hmm. and I've always tried to have a, another little space just to get. You had a small stint
0: at the biz foundry too. That's yeah. right. Yeah,
1: of course. The yeah. biz foundry too. They all wouldn't give me an office. So I had to, <laughs> which is good because actually we're, um, we're, we have our fourth person coming in. We have our fifth desk coming into our space and we oh, only gosh. moved in in October and we're already out of Max. space yeah we're out of space
0: <laughs> yeah yes it's um it, it is amazing I mean and you know how how quickly those office spaces go you I know, know I know they fill That's up fast <laughs> um so so yeah so we're trying to work from home and and work do two things at once is just it can be very difficult and I think as women we don't give ourselves the grace <laughs> to say it's okay to have your kid in
1: daycare um and or, Yeah. And oh, yeah. I was going to say my, you know, so my daughter has gone through those periods where she makes me feel guilty about it. And I really had to say, I'm. I want you to have every opportunity that I have. I love my work. I love it. I don't love what I do it every day. I don't love working so hard all the time, but I love helping people. And I want my daughter to see that moms can mom and they can also run companies and do great things and it doesn't have to be either or. So that's at least how I've rationalized it. And, you know,
0: and I think, and, and you have a daughter, I have two daughters. I think there. my big thing is I feel like I have to, I, I want to be the positive influence for my daughters and to show them, you know, an example of what women can do and what women shouldn't feel ashamed to do. Exactly. Um. What's, do you, where do you see Alluvia going in
1: the future? That's a really big question. Um, and I don't have a specific answer for that, but I have some, now that I've got some people working with me who are fantastic and talented and I'm learning how to delegate, which is a really tough thing going from a, you know, solo entrepreneur to having an office. Um, I'm learning what I can and can't delegate. I've learned very quickly that having people work with me, um, actually helps free up my creative space. So where I've just been on a treadmill of trying to keep up with my work for so long, finally, I get spaces where I can think about what's the vision and, you know, what does that look like? I'll rattle off things. Um, you know, oh, we're going to do, X or we're gonna have this, and we we joke about you know buying a building and you know actually putting a daycare in the building so we can get more moms to come work with us so they don't have to struggle with childcare, just things like that. I don't know with with me in the way that I think, who knows? That probably will happen just because the words came out of my mouth, and you know once you put it out there, it usually happens.
0: (laughs) I mean, I think that there's a lot of need for different types of work environments in this community, and. Um, I mean, the surface is just barely scratched, and so it's really exciting to see where things can go
1: I, you know, I think it's i think it's interest I think there's a lot of opportunity i mean i work if you think about it, I work with companies that are in california california is there's plenty of talent in california there's you know mm-hmm. um I think that the fact that we're starting this business, and when I say starting, I kind of mean like this growing business out of Cookville one is exciting and it's fulfilling a part of a vision that I've had for probably about three years. Um, but I think there's so much more. We have so many opportunities to grow our business with our current clients because um, right now we're just in a responsive mode. We don't proactively work with them. And I think there's a lot more we could do to be more you know, thoughtful and even bring more value that they don't even know um, that we can bring to the table. So I think there's just a, a lot of opportunity to keep growing it. Do
0: you plan to make more of a splash here locally of, of doing marketing here with clients?
1: Um, what's important to me is being a part of the community. So, um, I right now I'm not in a position where I'm looking for business from my community. I really want to give to my community. And that's one of the reasons, um, being part of downtown and having people, or I'm on the West side, um, having people work with me, um, giving to the community, you know, donating things. And that right now is more important to me if it happens organically. Um, I think that's great. And there, I could see a time where, um, we, we do work with more clients. You know, there, like I said, there is, um, one client locally that we're talking to and hope hopefully can help them. Um, There's a lot of
0: businesses locally that um, their impact on the community is a lot of the economic impact that you are providing women with salaries that they are then growing the economy Mm -hmm. because they have that money that they're going and spending at stores. And so you are a piece of that landscape and, you know, and that's that's not to be undersold you're bringing in money from all these clients and that that you're kind of the the best kind of business because you know you're bringing external dollars into this region
1: i'm just really proud of being here i love cookville so much all of everybody here does I, I, that's not a new thing everyone but, says it's
0: magical but
1: yeah i mean it's kind of funny because you know i do like i say i work i i feel like i work with clients in glamorous places right i mean they're, you know, they're in Silicon Valley and they're in California and they're in Europe. And that's really glamorous. And I love that, but I really want to, um, like show my pride in this town and the talent that we have. And so it's important to me, like, I, I have this vision where, um, at some point when I can catch up on the work that, with the website or a blog or something where I can kind of promote it a little bit, not too much. We don't want too many more people here, but
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, five desks in that office. Is, I know. Is pretty, I know.
1: So if you have a space, call me.
0: <laughs> so what, um, I, I think that there was a, I, I've heard, but I can't remember now. What's the story with Aluvia? Why did you pick the name Aluvia?
1: Oh, thanks. Um, for asking that. So, uh, of course, naming a business is really tough and especially with your own business. um, And somewhere around the summer, I got really, um, I went through some really tough things personally in my life. And, um, I, it was probably from my mother. She probably gives me all my great ideas, but, (laughs) you know, I was thinking about gold and thinking about how gold, the more you hammer it, the stronger it gets. And at that point in my life, the summer, when I was going through that, I held on to that feeling because I've been through many tough things in life and I do feel like it's true. like the more I get hammered, the stronger I get. and so I sort of started thinking about that and I, and I started thinking about gold and I, I thought about how like um, gold makes things beautiful um but it goes through a process right to get there and I great ideas are like that um and the One of the things about my business I'd already been using before we were at was define, refine, and shine. And it's sort of helping people define what it is that they're trying to achieve and, and how they're trying to achieve it. And then refine their ideas and then shine them up, make them look pretty, make them attractive and palatable, whether that's words or images or things like that. And it fit really nicely with the gold theme. So anyway, um, I, as I was kind of researching that, um, the, the idea about um, alluvial soil, which is soil that's found in riverbeds. So it's really, really fertile soil because you've got deposits of, of all the water flowing over it. And then you find gold there. Mm. And so alluvia is inspired by that. We, we made it uh, alluvia because it's a little more feminine than alluvium. Um, and uh, it really stuck with us.
0: Awesome. Well, that's exciting. Um, any advice that you have for women who are kind of trying to figure out their way or are thinking about making a leap to, um, kind of starting a business or building a team? Cause that's really where you're at right now. That's exciting for you is building a team.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, as far as starting a business, um, one of my top five values is risk taking. So, I mean, I, I, I married someone in the military active duty that, that means I'm willing to go with you anywhere. And I think that exemplifies part of my personality. So I think you have to feel like comfortable with a little bit of risk. Anytime you start a new venture. Um, but in terms of building a team and, and I guess what I'd like to share is just that it's difficult, but very rewarding, but it is, it's very true that once you go from just doing it yourself to working with other people, um, you're more vulnerable um, because you're having other people share in your ideas and share in your kind of dream. And that, that requires a level of vulnerable, vulnerability that I didn't really think about before I started doing it. So well, it's a really exciting and um, it's, it's lonely sometimes too, because once you get in that place, then the weight and the responsibility is greater for you. And there's almost no one that understands that, Position. Um, so I've even lately thought about, you know, some of these women that you've interviewed on this podcast before, like, I'd like to have a little dinner group or something to talk about some of the challenges that you experience when you're trying to grow.
0: Finding the community is very important of just... Um... Finding others that are kind of in the situation, the, the space that you're in and, mm-hmm. and realize that you're not so alone.
1: Mm-hmm. I hired um actually a coach, too. So I'm Christian and, and building my business that's consistent with my values and trying to use that to sort of witness um, while I do it is also really important. And sometimes the different pieces of advice that you get in the business world aren't consistent with that or, you know, the decisions that you make aren't part of that. So I, I did reach out to someone who doesn't even live here because I was like, I don't even know who to talk to about this. Yeah, But I think that, um, as I've listened to your, your different podcasts and I've heard of women are always trying to get women together. So, you know, I started this Facebook group, um, back in the fall called she hustles nine, three, one. And I'm like, surely women need some inspiration and need to get together. And I realize I'm the only one that's actually involved in it, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking where where are these people that need a support system, and how do we get people together? I'm really interested in that. I don't know. I don't know where we go with that, but mm-hmm. there's something there, as you know, because yeah, yeah. and the ladies' luncheon and learn learning what you're doing with that. That's that's a perfect opportunity, and I think there's a place to have like. Satellites from that, or yeah,
0: I think there's a lot of I, like you said, em, empowered women, empower women. I think it's kind of the the theme of so many um, strong women, you know, female founders that are they're building and growing, you know, their businesses. So um we're about to wrap up. Mm-hmm. How can people
1: find Rachel nutton and Olivia Studio? Oh sure, so um, we have a beautiful website that the Foxtrot Branding helped us. Which put is put together. a previous podcast yes. people can check um, out. It is uh, alluviastudio.com. So That's A-L-L-U-V-I-A studio.com. And um, what we do is there. And then I'm on LinkedIn Okay. And I am Rachel Nutton with a silent K, so it's K N U T T O N. And
0: you're just a regular R A C H E L, just a regular
1: old R A C H E L. <laughs> yeah.
0: No weird crazy Rachelness
1: yeah. to that. And then the face if you're a, if you're a woman out there and um, I haven't done much with the Facebook group because it, it I just didn't feel like it was getting momentum, but it's still there, and I kind of want to do something with it. So it's she hustles nine three one if you want to join it. Um, and add inspiration or figure and, out what we're doing and with if it. You, yeah. <laughs>
0: and if you have some ideas, let Rachel know yeah. how to kind of grow that community. Yeah. And to,
1: um, what, what's the service? I don't I know. Is it a yeah. daily? Is You know, I was doing daily inspiration. Is that helpful? Maybe yeah. that's all it needs yeah. to be. I don't know. Does Aluvia have social media at all? We do, actually. Okay. So um, Athena, who works on my team, she's managing the Instagram account. Okay. Um, and we uh, LinkedIn is I'm kind of managing that and Facebook but we don't do too much with it because we really don't yes advertise the business much
0: okay so um you can find her in all those places thank you so much for coming in we enjoyed uh, I enjoyed having you today. thank you very much
1: you've been listening to powered by her download your favorites and keep up with new episodes in the hints and oakley podcast center